Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. My name is Rick Luper. I'm your host for the next hour of open reading poetry. Call in, read a poem. The number is 646-716-7362. We have no content or style restrictions. We just want to hear your art spoken out loud into your telephone or perhaps into your microphone if you've gotten all technical on us and have used the direct connect button. Uh, into our ears over the airwaves, not really the airwaves, the internet waves, which are all connected, uh, I guess, via air, maybe, if you're using a wireless router. I don't know. Enough about that. Call in 646-716-7362. Happy June, ladies and gentlemen. Summer is in full swing. Officially started a couple of days ago. And uh, we are uh, in uh, full preparations for our summer poetry contest, which actually is sort of turning into our summer slash early fall poetry competition. Um, <clears throat> normally, um, or well, the last few years at any rate, our contest uh, started uh, early July, first couple days of July. We're starting it a couple weeks later this year on um, uh, uh, July um, uh, uh 19th, I think it is, somewhere right around there, July 18th or 19th, and uh, because I'm going to be, my wife and I are taking our vacation um, a little bit later in the year, which we have to do uh, because um, our kid is going to camp um, at a particular time, and uh, we can only take our vacation while he's away at camp. Um, So we're going, we're traveling a little bit later in the year, so our contest is starting about two weeks Later than it did, it's going to start. I just looked it up while while I was talking. I was multitasking. It starts officially on July 18th. So uh, if you're on the Poetry Superhighway email list, you'll receive uh, an email announcement that the contest has started with all of the particulars on how to enter. Um, <clears throat> so get excited about that. I'm not really going to get into the specifics now because there's no sense doing so since the contest isn't open yet. But But I'll tell you this one thing. Uh, the cool thing about our contest, which we've been able to do every single year uh, since we started the contest, and this is the tw- this will be the 22nd year of the contest, by the way, 22 years that we have uh, done a contest every single year. And, um, well, the cool thing about that is that every single person who's entered the contest has received a prize just for entering. Now, this doesn't mean that people don't actually win the contest. We're going to have judges. Uh, in fact, I can tell you now, uh, big reveal at this point, that the three people who uh, won last year's contest uh, are, have agreed to be the judges of this year's contest. So more about them when the contest starts, but you can find out who they are by looking at our contest page last year. You can read their winning poems last year, so I'm excited about that. Um, and uh, they win all of the money that is uh, collected via entry fees, uh, meaning we charge a dollar per poem entry fee, and 100% of that money gets divided up bet- between the three winners. So if you win the contest, you're going to get <clears throat> a cash prize 
and on top of which you'll <clears throat> have bragging rights and you'll get published on the Poetry Superhighway as a winner. But, and this is the cool and unique thing about, thing about our contest for everyone who enters, is that we solicit sponsors every year for our contest. Can you see what I'm leading up to here, ladies and gentlemen? Um, and our sponsors donate books and um, other prizes of interest to poets and writers. Sometimes it's subscriptions to uh, literary journals. Sometimes it's services of interest to poets and writers, editorial services, um, other kinds of things, <clears throat> memberships to poetry organizations, uh, uh, individual or multiple copies of books. Um, and because of the many, many, many sponsors that we've had over the years, um, we have been able to um, guarantee that every single person who enters the contest will receive a prize just for entering. So no, if you don't win, uh, even if you enter just one poem, you will get some kind of prize just for entering, which is pretty cool, which I think sets us apart from, uh, well, any other poetry contest that, that I know of. Um, plus, you have the opportunity of maybe actually winning the contest, which would be an awesome, cool thing, wouldn't it? Don't you want to win the contest as well? Um, and you can, you'll be able to enter the contest for as little as one dollar for one poem. So that's that's pretty cool. So uh, back to the whole sponsorship thing. Um, as of uh, as of today, we have 35 sponsors signed up who have pledged over uh, 75 prizes. Most of these prizes are copies of books or literary journals, but there's some other cool things as well. Um, I personally have uh, signed up to sponsor with a copy of my newest book, Hunka Hunka Howdy, which you should check out. It's an awesome, funny, and uh, poetically satisfying book, which I'm sure you would enjoy. Um, uh, a few people have donated uh, um, some cash, to which, which gets added to the prize pot as well. Um, but um, what really helps us out and which really guarantees that we will be able to give a prize to every single person who enters is if you can donate something that you will pledge to send to um, a contest entrance or contest entrance when the contest is over. So here's how it goes. Let me get through these details quick, um, and then we're going to get to our open readers. Um, again, the number to call in if you would like to read a poem on today's show is area code 646 716-7362. I've already got a couple uh, people online. We're going to get to you guys uh, shortly, uh, but uh, <clears throat> the earlier you call in, the more of a guarantee that we won't run, won't run out of time. So call in and get yourself in the queue. Um, so if you'd like to sponsor, um, we uh, just head to our website, poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH, and uh, there you'll see um, a couple ways to get to our sponsorship information form. There's our graphic, a banner right at the top of the page that says, Sponsor the 2019 Contest. That's a really good place to click on to get to the info. If for some reason you're on a different page of the Poetry Superhighway website, perhaps you're reading today's Poets of the Week, maybe, I don't know. Um, if you click on the contest uh, or special, wait, is it contest or special projects? Now I've forgotten how uh, my own uh, poetry website is organized. So I'm going to look right now so I can give you accurate information. All right, here it is. If you click on the, oh, there it is. There's a whole contest menu in the main navigation bar. You click on that um, and then uh, click on sponsor the 2019 poetry contest. Um, then um, all you have to do is uh, fill out the form there and, um, and all the info that you need is right there. 
there's a little alarm going on somewhere in the house. I don't know what's happening, but my wife is taking care of it. But rest assured, everything is fine. We're going to be fine. Uh, no one is burning down. It's all good. Um, so um, it's always during the middle of a live show that alarms start going off, you know what I'm saying? So um, um, looking at, okay, so um, to sponsor the contest, all you have to do is um, is uh, read the info there and uh, fill out the form. So you can agree to sponsor by um, by submitting as, as few as one items, one poetry book. Um, it could be an, an electronic thing. It could be a PDF copy of something. It could be a service of interest to poets and writers. And uh, basically, um, uh, you'll fill in what it is. You'll fill in the quantity. Make sure that when you uh, list what it is that you... Um, that you specifically enter the uh, the quantity and what it is, for your, and uh, you can check on last year's listings to get kind of an idea of what those things uh, were and, and how what the format is to enter the information. Um, you have to agree to a few things. Um, thing number one is you have to agree to um, send out the prizes um, within two weeks of being notified, and so the contest is going to end in October. And right when it ends, right when we, anu- we announce the winners. Um, I will um, send you an email on the same day, probably, and uh, you will um, uh, let you know where to send your prizes. If you donate something physical, it'll include the address or addresses uh, corresponding to the number of prizes you donated. Um, If it's an electronic thing, a PDF copy of something, then um, all you have to do is, um, is notify them via email, and you're good to go. Um... And uh, and that's it. And then you also have to notify me that the uh, that you've actually sent out the um, prize. And that's it. That is um, the uh, method that you need to uh, to know to um, to uh, sign up to sponsor our contest. So um, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get to our open readers right now. Um, and if you would like to call in again, the number is six four six. 716-7362. If you have any questions about how to uh, uh, about our contest and being a sponsor, etc., um, then uh, uh, you can feel free to call in and ask those as well. Um, our first caller is from an unlisted number. Hello, blocked number. Hello, Rick. Hello. This sounds like a Alex. How are you doing, Rick? C. Saint Marie, Canada. You got it. Cool. Well, um, how you doing how's, today? How's everything, my friend? Um, it's all good here. Awesome. Um, so, uh, got a poem for us? I got one, Rick. It's called Congruent Waters. If right, you don't try, it. you'll... Okay. If you don't try, you'll never know. What could it be? What lies beneath? This unrealized square block. If the ground stays quiet, undisturbed, this won't craft the unknown. As who and what you are, so embedded deep within, will this way remain as a withheld secret unless there is passion, a movement afoot that will work its magic in revealing qualities. Then and only then will flat edges be rounded as an edge surface begins to take shape. Each line being a thought as words are spoken, angles of accentuation create an intricacy. As to a face, 
comes a purpose, a reason to be, as what was empty is slowly filled with an enduring substance of an endearing character who has come of age. The voice is attached to the person. Soul becomes refined by each passing piece. From a transcended inflection, this maturation gives life to a stillness, to a convergence of congruent waters. End poem. <clears throat> congruent waters. Very cool, Alex. Thank you for Is that a new one? Yes, sir. Cool. That's well, a new um, one. <clears throat> Very cool. Um, uh, thank you for sharing it. Thanks for opening up our show. Anything going up on in uh, in your neck of the woods? You know, how I always like to drill you about uh, about what's happening uh, uh, in your in your neighborhood. Yeah, I still keep on trying, Rick. The the one over in Sioux, Michigan, uh, they've taken a hiatus for a few months right now because the one lady that was running it at the library over there, she's retired, so they're looking at replacing her. So. Oh, well, that's uh, that's uh, bittersweet news. It's always a, it sounds like she's been there for a long time. If she's at retirement oh, yeah. age, so um, <clears throat> so well, cool. Well, I hope that uh, that she gets a lovely uh, lovely send off, and that that uh, that live poetry um, uh, sprouts up again in um, in your uh, neck of the woods. Absolutely, maybe, my friend. Maybe this is your cue to finally start Absolutely. something. I hear you, Rick. It might be about time. We'll we'll see what happens. That's my ongoing pressure for you. I hope you I hope you get it together, Alex. Again, I always appreciate uh, uh, your support and your consistent listenership and participation in the show. Thank you so much for calling in, Rick. As always, it's an honor to be on your show, and thank you for uh, for the invite and letting people from all over the world share the written word in the form because the creativity. In you know, it increases and enhances the positive energy within the world. So, thank you again for doing what you do, Rick. My pleasure. Thank you again. All right, that was um, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, our first caller opening up the show. If you would like to call in, the number is 646 716 7362. I want to mention also um, at about the half hour mark in the show. We're going to get to our spoken word segment of the program. Spoken word, I'm sorry, everything that we're doing on a live open reading is spoken word, isn't it? Um, Our spoken word track segment of the show, and I'll be playing um, a poetry track that we haven't played before um, from the poet uh, (coughs) Ferris Jones, who's from Seattle, Washington. So you call in, would you? The number is 646-716-7. 362. Our next caller is from the 573 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. My name is Randall Bird. Hi, Randall. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Missouri. Missouri. Um, I've been to Missouri. It's uh, it's uh, it's humid and there's a lovely arch there and um, and a plethora of frozen custard to choose from. <laughs> this is all true. Um, so uh, uh, you got a poem for us? I do. I have a poem called Ignorance and Love. Cool. Let's hear it. We're innocent. How one small gesture can define relationships and change life's course. We charge ahead 
choose risk and dare remorse to end our romance right where it began. Imagine circumvention of the plan, including fights and failures and divorce. By ending bad engagements at the source, we could improve the happiness of man. But life is not all joys devoid of pain. Who can predict each outcome of a kiss? What moments cherished would be lost to this? Contingencies are hard to ascertain, as are which moments we would reminisce. Our ignorance and love is truly bliss. End Very cool, um, Randall. Um, do you uh, – is there a, a poetry scene in your part of Missouri that you um, participate in? Um, not locally, not really. All right. Really, Are you, uh, I reach out on the internet here. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, it's certainly easier easier when you don't have to leave the house. I guess. Um, I guess. Uh, may I ask what what city you live near or in? Uh, have you ever heard of Ironton? I have not. It's kind of southeast Until now. Missouri, uh, uh, near Farmington, about an hour and a half south of St. Louis. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I um, when I I met my uh, wife, she was living in Kansas City. She wasn't my wife at the time, I should point out. But uh, um, uh, and I imported her from uh, from that state to uh, to here, and her parents lived in St. Louis at the time. So, um, uh, uh, but I haven't been to Ironton, but Irontown, but uh, I'd happily go. Well, um, um, cool. I uh, like I said to Alex, our previous caller. I um, I think um, if there's not a reading in your part of town, you should start one. Yeah, that would be that would be fun. <laughs> cool. Well, do you have a website or anything? Or, or, or uh, I do. Uh, actually, I have, I have, I have a blog, my own blog, and I, uh, I'm starting a uh, poetry magazine. Uh, it's going to start out in July. Uh, it's called uh, Sparks of Cal- Calliope. It is Sparks uh, of Calliope. Of, Sparks of Calliope. Um, I've already got uh, submissions all uh, all through the month of July. Uh, I'm in I'm into scheduling August now, so I've been getting great great submissions, uh, great submitters. Just really excited about what uh, what's going on there. So. That's really cool. Is it um, Calliope C A L L I O P E? That's correct. Okay, cool. I just um, I just posted a link to that in the. Um, in the Facebook, uh, uh, as a comment to the Facebook post promoting this show, so maybe uh, some folks will click on it and um, and read what you have there, and maybe you get some more submissions from it. So that's that's awesome. Uh, reaching out on the internet, um, as you said, is something that uh, that we fully support at Poetry Superhighway. Um, it's it's uh, something we've been doing since ninety. God, I'm not even going to admit, but it was a long time ago. So glad to see a new thing coming along. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, see what comes of it. It's, it's looking good so far. Cool. Well, um, Randall, thanks so much for calling in. Please call in again, and and best of luck with it. All right. Thank you. All right. Take it easy. That was uh, Randall call, calling from uh, Ironton, Missouri. reading a poem for us and telling us about his uh, new online publication, Sparks of Calliope, uh, which you can find at sparksofcalliope.wordpress.com. Um, I, uh, as I mentioned, I posted a link 
to it in the um, in the post promoting this event that you're listening to right now. So you could just click right on it if you don't want to worry about how to spell Calliope or any of that, um, and uh, and check it out. So thank you so much, Randall, for calling in. Uh, the number for you to call in, and you should, ladies and gentlemen, is area code 646-716-7362. It's a great opportunity not only for you to read a poem, but um, to tell us what's going on in your poetry world. Um, you know, you've got a publication like Randall did that you want to let us know about. You want to just give us the news that your uh, librarian is retiring, like uh, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. Uh, told us, or you've got a new book out, you know, anything of that nature is fair game. Um, I, I think it's really cool, not just to hear your poetry, but also to find out what's going on in your poetry world, you know. Um, uh, the cool thing, I always ask people about readings going on in their town, because you never know if someone else is listening from from your town who might not have ever uh, uh, done anything but reach out on the internet to poetry, and they might find out, oh my gosh, there's a reading happening right down the street from me. I should, I should check it out sometime. And there's something um, especially cool about um, being uh, immersed in a room full of poets reading poetry to each other. I think one of the best things you can do as a poet is to share, is to is to go to places where not only you have the opportunity to share your work, but you have the opportunity to receive the work of others. Um, and there's a whole bunch of reasons why that's good for you. Um, one is, A, you'll, you'll meet a bunch of people who will become your colleagues who can, who can support you, and in turn, you can support them. Um, you'll hear work that you love, um, and that'll help inform your own voice. You'll hear work that you don't love at all, and that will help uh, inform your own voice as a poet as well. Um, and when you have the opportunity to read your own work, um, you really have the opportunity to get to know your own work better. One of the things that happens when you're just throwing your work out there on the Internet is um, is you don't know how people are receiving it or, or even reading it. You know, um, They might not be putting their pauses or intonations in the right place um, as, as you would um, if you were to read the poem out loud. If you read a poem out loud that has a funny line or a line that uh, you think is particularly poignant and no one laughs at the funny line um, or they laugh at a thing that you didn't think was funny or mean to be funny or um, or they give you kind of a one of those you know like a really powerful line at the end that they just kind of go oh yeah you know you really get a sense of how your own poetry works um, out loud it's a good editing tool for you so I can't recommend enough going to live readings or even calling into this show is, is part of that as well just reading your poetry out loud is, uh, is a great exercise in getting to know your own poetry um, as well as how it's received by other people. All right, um, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 3301 area code. Hello. Hey, Rick, it's Hiram <clears throat> LaRue calling. How are you? Hey, Hiram, I'm great. And how I couldn't agree more with you about the, the fun and uh, learning experience that comes from going to readings, uh, hearing your own work, uh, hearing yourself read your own work, getting the reactions of other people to it, and then, of course, hearing everyone else's work. I think that's a great coaching tip that you've just provided. Well, I, I try to um, – I know about four things, so occasionally I like to say them out loud, and that was that was one of them. 
Well, if you knew four things, you're about three ahead of me. So oh, that's great. Geez. Thank you for sharing them. <laughs> no hey, listen, I'm looking forward to our joint reading at uh, Beyond Baroque there in L.A. Uh, in this fall, I think it's sometime in late September, I believe, early October, somewhere in that time frame. Really looking forward to shaking your hand, hearing you read some of your own work, and then, as you were just saying, networking with the folks that come to Beyond Baroque. Should be fun. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it as well. I um, I, I think it's, I, you know, one of the things, the other thing I know of the four is that um, when you're you're kind of based on the Internet with poetry, you know a lot of people who you haven't ever met. And so this is kind of an unusual and cool and rare thing to happen that we will get to shake hands and be in the same room and, and read poetry to each other and hopefully to at least three other people who show up too. Let's hope. That's right. <laughs> to be on Baroque right. um, here in Southern Cal. I'm going to look up the, uh, the event info so I can share it, but to, uh, while, while, you read, uh, while you read a poem. Sure. Um, I have a, a, a good friend here in the area. Her name is Miss Cayenne, who has, kind of like you, a blog show on Facebook about every week, and she provides prompts for writers. Uh, I was listening, oh, probably now six weeks ago, and she provided the prompt, write something with the first line being, when I was 17, and then dot, 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 fill in the blank. And uh, as I thought about that, I, I uh, wrote this piece, and the only thing that I would remind people, I'm of a certain age where a lot of people younger than me may not remember this, but it used to be that apples were sold by the bushel in wood-slatted bushel baskets. So this piece is titled Tin Roof. When I was 17, apples were bushled in baskets and I was the straw under those red, round spirits. All the light coming in was planked and slanted across them, and every wasp in the world hovered just above them. Yes, whatever apples were, I wanted to be. And in a way, when I was 17, apples ate me. What was to become of my heart was only some wild, weedy row in an orchard back then, and any sheen reflecting off their skins or off the barn's tin roof was all that I wanted to be. When I was 17, with every seed buried deep inside, even my gangly gaze was humming. And somehow I knew, before tasting anything tartly sweet, that that was what I wanted to be right there in the baskets. Thanks, Rick. <clears throat> that was a great piece. That, that's um, that kind of nostalgic-inducing prompt, uh, when I was 17, is, is about my favorite kind of prompt. There was a, a website... Um, uh, which uh, used to, to give those kinds of prompts uh, every few months or so and then publish all these amazing nostalgic poems that really forced you to look back on specific, you know, you know, times in your life or things in your life, like your first job or your first, you know, 
you know, whatever it was. Um, and some of the, the poems that I wrote for those those prompts are, are my favorite of mine. And I just think when, mm. when you're forced to kind of look back in your own history and reality, um, um, it's just you end up creating something which is personal to you but kind of accessible to everyone because we all have a history, you know? Sure. Yeah, I think any kind of uh, remembrance <clears throat> prompt like this one that Ms. Cayenne provided, as you say, is very, tends to be pretty evocative. And for me, it was kind of it, it, it raised the question of well, so kind of where did you come from, or and not genealogically, but kind of where did your thought process, your outlook on life, your um, value system, and your poetry maybe even come from? And so, uh, you know, I, I took it, I kind of took that and, and ran with it, so to speak. And as you say, uh, enjoyed doing that. Hey, listen, if I've got one more, uh, about five seconds, can I just mention, because some of the other listeners might be interested, I've recently started an initiative called Poetry X Hunger, which is to try to intentionally bring poetry more fully to bear on hunger of the stomach. There's a lot of poetry out there, wonderful poetry, about hunger of the mind, hunger of the heart, of course, hunger of the spirit, but there's not as much about hunger of the stomach. And I personally think that poetry does, can play a role in trying to prevent, uh, maybe even eliminate hunger. It probably won't solve the problem, but it can contribute. So we've started a website. I got a small grant, and we started a website called Poetry X Hunger, all one phrase. It's poetry and then the letter X and then hunger.com. And there's a lot of information about hunger, pre, uh, historical famine and hunger. There are some hunger poems that have won awards there by a lot of people in the area. And um, there's some prompts, speaking of prompts. So I would ask, you know, if anyone's interested, take a look at poetryxhunger.com. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate your time and your efforts here. Thank you, Hiram. I just uh, I just posted a link to that in the uh, as a comment to the Facebook group um, uh, so people can click right on it if they happen to be on, on our Facebook page. Um, and that sounds like a really wonderful project. Um, um, I, I think everyone should, should um, you know, remember as they're creating art or doing what they do that um, uh, any time, you know, you can spend some time uh, of that activity uh, doing it in service to others, um, it's nothing but a good thing. So uh, thank you very much for doing that. Thank you, and thanks for sponsoring this call-in radio or blog radio program. Really terrific. Whatever Take it care. is. My, my pleasure. Take it easy, Hiram. All right. Um, all right, cool. That was uh, Hiram LaRue. He's calling from uh, Upper Mar Marlboro, Maryland. Um, he and I are reading together here in Southern California on October 3rd at 8 p.m. At a, at a venue called Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center, which is uh, a, an awesome – um, it's really the literary centerpiece of Los Angeles. There's a lot of great readings in a lot of great places, um, run by a lot of great people all over the city. Beyond Baroque has been around for over 40 years. Um, maybe it's 50 years at this point. They, they just celebrated their 50th anniversary, I think. Um, and it's, it's, it's a unique literary place um, that, uh, that has its own place. It's not a reading at a bookstore or a coffee house. It's a literary arts facility and there's only a handful of those in the country um, and um, so and it's been around for a long time and, and, and very worthwhile readings and events happen there 
um, on a weekly basis. So check them out at beyondbaroque.org. I'm going to um, actually uh, post a link to that as well in as a comment to uh, the posting for this event on, uh, um, on Facebook. So you can just click right over there. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a couple more. Uh, we've got more callers uh, we're going to get to in just a minute, but we've just reached the half-hour mark of the show. And as we do every half-hour mark of the show, I like to play a spoken word track. Um, spoken word tracks are um, pieces that are submitted in the form of audio files that are something beyond just reading a straight poem, a mix of music, etc. Um, this one is the poem Last Night, and it's from Ferris Jones. Last night, I watched the children mingle in cages. Last night, I felt their parents' pain as it rages. Russian woman was arrested. Last night, democracy was infested. Last night, a president cried like a child. His very essence is reviled. Last night, all of this was just last night. Jones writes poetry and screenplays from his residence in Seattle, Washington. His work has been published in um, <clears throat> C'est la Vie Writer's Journal. Um, C'est la Vie, um, spelled S-E-L-A-V-I-E, Writer's Journal, Write On Magazine, and other literary periodicals. He's the recipient of two grants from the Nevada Arts Council and published several collections of poetry, including Two Burning Men, Oh, the Path Followed, and As the Toad Sleeps. Uh, thank you very much, Ferris, for sending in that uh, poem for us uh, to listen to, that spoken uh, word track um, uh, for us to hear. Um, it was very cool. Um, and uh, you get the kind of idea of what we're looking for if you would like to send in a spoken word track. I'm not looking for a, a spoken – I'm not looking for just a straight reading of a poem – a recording of a straight reading, because of course, if you want to do that, 
um, you can just call in and read. I'm looking uh, for, for me to consider playing a track on the spoken word segment of the program, then um, you uh, um, should um, create a track that not only includes you reading it, but has some other audio element. It could be a um, could be music like um, like Ferris had in the end of his track. It could be sound effects. There was a poem that we played not too long ago that had kind of car sounds going by, which which augmented what the what was being said in the poem. Um, and the other thing that we'll consider is and something that was recorded in front of a live audience at an actual poetry reading where um, the actual uh, audience sounds become that extra element. Their applause, their laughter, their, their reactions, etc., cetera, um, um, uh, become the extra element, which, which uh, turn it into a spoken word track, uh, uh, which we would consider playing. If you've got something like that, if you've got several somethings like that, um, save them as MP3s, please, and uh, email them to me at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com, and I will consider playing them on uh, future editions of this show. Sometimes uh, we play just one. We always play one at half-hour mark. Sometimes we play others, and we, re- we might play um, ones that we played before. There's always a new one at the half-hour mark. So just uh, save them as MP3s and um, uh, <clears throat> send them off to me. All right, we're going to get back to our callers. I just realized um, one thing. I, the, the comments I've been posting um, uh, uh, in terms of listing who's uh, been reading on the show and the links I've been posting, I, I posted a, an advertisement for the show in several different Facebook groups, and um, I've been posting my uh, comments um, to, to uh, a post in the Word Wednesdays group and not in the Poetry Superhighway group. So I'm going to um, look at those and recopy them to, um, as, as, as comments to the post in the Poetry Superhighway group. So all the links that I mentioned um, uh, will show up there as well. Um, so if that was confusing to anyone, as it was to me, apparently, there you go. One other thing, I just, Hiram, I don't know if you're still listening. You probably are. Um, uh, your poem mentioned uh, we used to get our apples in bushels. Um, I meant to say, these days, we just get our apples at the Apple Store uh, once a year at $1,000 a pop. Uh, that was my other reaction to your poem. Anyway, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. Please call in. Uh, we got um, about 20 minutes left in the show. I've got three callers in the queue. We're going to get to all of you and maybe more if you call in. Our next caller is from the 805 area. Hi, 805. Hello. Who am I talking to? Oh, it's E.R. Sanchez. E.R. Sanchez? Get out of town. Yes, sir. <laughs> I know you from the from the place. Yes, sir. How's everything going? Great show, great show. Oh, everything's going great. Listen to your show. Sounds fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, for uh, to, to to so everyone understands the familiarity here. Um, ER used to used to um, show up at the Cobalt Cafe reading that I um, hosted for a long time. Was a regular there, um, uh, so you're like you know one of my local buddies in poetry, and it's uh, it's cool to hear your voice. It's been a while. Yeah, same same same, uh, same here, man. Everything's good. So you want me to get to my poem? Yeah, go ahead, go for it. Let's hear it. All right, so it's called "To My Daisy." Like Daisy, when you speak, Susan B. Anthony's with wings 
fly. When you enter, fears whisper, there goes Mrs. Buchanan. Your beauty pauses thoughts, but your mind creates the system. And like Gatsby, I'm gone to you. That's it. Thanks, Rick. That's great. You're high. That's um, it's really great to hear a poem for you. I love the the whispering um, in it um, as well. Um, it's is that a new piece? You're still like writing yes. a good amount. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm still writing. It's a brand. It's uh, you know some of the new stuff. You know the the poem on uh, just following that that style that I've been working on uh, since the the poem that appeared on uh, Poets of the Week. So uh, yeah, yeah. Just just continuing doing, just developing it. That's cool. That's really cool. Do you still get to uh, uh, readings and stuff in town? Not so much. It's, I just that's why I wanted to do yours because it's so it's just so convenient. You know, doing it from the phone and and listening here on the internet. You know, it's just I just really uh, really appreciate it. Just really appreciate how you uh, how you do this one online. Well, that's uh, that's cool, man. Um, I'm I'm glad this is uh, this is here for you, um, and uh, um, and it's really great to hear your voice. And uh, you know, I'm I don't get to readings that much uh, locally either these days, just because I've got you know gotten really busy. And I, I remember, you know, when I used to host the Cobalt every week, it just I had to go. So I was I was for sure um, uh, going to be at a reading, um, and that that kept me a little more in-person connected. I happen to be doing a reading today in L.A., um, and I'm really excited about that, um, and uh, it's uh, hearing your voice is, you know, reminding me that I need to need to get out there and interact with my local poetry peeps. <laughs> me, me too, me too. Uh, I'll try to get out there too myself. Cool. Well, um, <clears throat> all, all is good with you? Yes, sir. How about yourself? Life is good. Life is good here. Um, no complaints. Um, cool. Well, great to hear your voice. I hope to hear it again soon. And um, and thanks for calling in. Sure. See you later. Take it easy. That was um, E.R. Sanchez calling from, uh, or is it Sanchez? I think I've always had that question for you, and I think you've answered it numerous times. And I think that's just one of our things, E.R. I'm always going to wonder. And even when you tell me, like, the information goes into my head and, and then leaves immediately. Uh, so we'll always have that, um, the questionable pronunciation of your last name. Uh, from right here in Southern California, I think he's still in Southern California, um, uh, calling in and dropping a poem for us um, and reminding me wistfully of my days as a weekly in-person poetry reading host at the Cobalt Cafe uh, in Southern California, now a uh, kitchen and bath tile store. So uh, yay, keeping it keeping it alive for us. Um, the number to call in, if you'd like to call in and share a poem, is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 205 area code. Hi, 205. Anybody there? 205, it's your turn. All right, well, we're going to hang up on 205, and they can call back. Uh, not sure what happened there. They were on hold for a while. Maybe they, you know, maybe they had to go into the kitchen or something. Who knows what, what happened. Uh, so we're going to move on to our next caller from the um, 512 area code. Hi, 512. 
that led the country of Syria into near total destruction 45 years later. And at that time, I wrote a poem. Uh, actually, I wrote it later, but it stuck with me, this meeting. And if you want me to, I'll read the poem. I would love you to. Yeah. I titled it Actors of Script. We were gay and happy then, newlyweds on my first trip to Lebanon, introduced to his family, summer 1965. Small cups of coffee, a prince and his wife and children vacationed next door. We tried each other's clothes, modeling, entertaining the prince. Yes, we were gay and happy then. An important visitor arrived unannounced with firm handshake and fearless gaze, Hafiz al-Assad, he bowed to us. The women retreated to the salon, sat on silk cushions, sipped thin tea from tiny cups, listened to ancient songs, and passed an ornate argili for a long hour, until we were ushered back to the presence of the prince whose mien was to frighten me and who was the only one that day to foresee what was in store for his country, Syria. Wonderful, uh, Kay. Well, how great um, to, to hear that and, um, and to hear of, of memories from Syria from when it was uh, an easier place to be. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. You are so welcome, and it was good talking to you. I'm going to stay oh. and listen for the next caller. Okay, good. Please do. That's the idea. Um, Kate, thank you so much for calling in. Um, great catching up with you, and hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye. All right, that was uh, Kay Voigt um, Abikalad. <laughs> I'm having a, a tough time with last names today. Uh, my apologies. Um, that was Kay from uh, Austin, Texas, um, who's been a frequent participant in Poetry Superhighway things um, and and um, uh, for quite some time, um, and who I was lucky enough to meet um, last uh, year when I was uh, extra lucky enough to be one of the um, featured uh, presenters at the Austin International Poetry Festival in Austin, Texas. I think that was uh, in April. Last year, they just had uh, uh, their conference. This year, um, it's uh, it's an it's a it's a fun conference. It's it's a lot less formal than um, a typical poetry and writing conference. Um, really focuses on poetry readings and people reading poetry to each other. There's lots of opportunities for you just as a participant to read your poetry at, at many venues all over Austin um, throughout the conference, um, as well as hear poetry from poets from all over the world. Um, usually there's one segment where there's uh, just one segment where there's a workshop where a few different poets have the opportunity to uh, guide you through, um, you know, a workshop that they put together. Um, could be a writing workshop, could be a different kind of workshop. Um, and uh, and it's just cool to be in Austin where there's a lot of good food and, and everything. It was just a bunch of nice people from all over the place putting it together and attending. And I, I can't recommend the Austin International Poetry Festival enough. Check it out on Line. Um, I'll post a link to it 
um, in the comments to this event in the Poetry Sugar Highway uh, Facebook group <clears throat> as well. All right, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Um, 205 area code, are you there? Anyone there from 205? All right, 205, uh, no longer there. Again, not sure uh, what's happening there. All right, well, um, again, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. Um, a couple uh, other news items I want to mention. People always ask when the next show is, the next Poetry Superhighway Live show. Well, our next show is going to be on um, uh, July 28th. It's um, it's a couple weeks after our, or 10 days or so after our contest begins. And instead of being the typical open reading that we do, um, we're going to have the three judges of our poetry contest online, and they're going to have the opportunity um, not only to just share a couple of poems, one by them and one by a poet that they like, but mainly they're going to be talking about what they're looking for when they read your poems in, uh, in the contest. And that's like amazing uh, access to poetry contest judges, which I, yeah, I don't think you get in any other contest. But they're going to be just like talking. By, by that point, they'll have had 10 days or so of contest entries, so they'll have some real insights into what <clears throat> what they're reading, and they'll be able to tell you just what they're looking for. And so if you listen to that, you'll you'll really have some interesting and, and uh, useful insights that will help you put together your poetry submission to the contest. So that's going to be our July show, which will be happening Sunday, July 28th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific, and um, then our August show, um, I don't have the date of that one yet, that'll be our open reading just like uh, just like today's show. All right, we've got a, a caller on the line from a blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Hello, Rick. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I've got a diptych today instead of an east-west arrangement. It's the range north South. Fantastic. Okay. Let's hear it. Uh, it's called it's called getting antique. I kind of got tired of the word aging and elderly, uh, so getting antique. I am not aging. In time, I'm evolving antique. Till the shepherd fleeces my patina and collects me priceless. For eternity, and the second half of the diptych is a sick, is a sin cane poem. Unique, antiques, ageless. In time, bulbs will burn out, but the charmed aura, but the charmed aura from the lamp shines on. The charmed aura from the lamp shines on. Very cool, Michael. Um, thank you for sharing that with us today. Yeah, hey, uh, and my little bump there gave me cause to repeat that. So, actually, I thought the refrain was rather uh, appropriate for the end of the diptych poem. Diptych. Yeah. Okay. Indeed. Um, any any news from your part of the world you wanna you wanna uh, share with us? Well, there's a, a music event called Secret Stages that will take place in August, and since next month's show. Uh, they can go online. I don't know how many years. I think it started in 2011, so this is a secret state. And I mention it because one of the performers is going to be 
you and other listeners may have heard of a, of a singer musician named Dylan Thomas. That, I mean, not Dylan Thomas. How about that? Dylan LeBlanc. Dylan LeBlanc. Have you heard of him? You had me at Dylan Thomas, but you lost me at LeBlanc. Well, I love this song he has called Renegade. In fact, it's going to be my song of the summer. Another song that I'm, that's one of my songs for this year is, uh, um, oh, I can't believe my memories went bad. Uh, Dave Matthews, uh, Samurai Cop, uh, but the, there's nothing about the Samurai Cop in the lyrics. Uh, let, uh, the subtitle is Let Oh Joy Begin, Let Joy Begin. It's just wonderful. But those two people you might see on Austin City Limits or Saturday Night Live, um, but Dylan LeBlanc, he's one of the performers at Secret Stages, and I like the lyrics to that song, Renegade, so I mentioned it. But that's all I can think of at this time. There's the monthly Bards and Brews, which is Bards and Brews, which is sponsored by the uh, uh, affiliation of the Birmingham Public Library, and they have a, they have a Facebook page. But I don't get to attend that very often because I'm not usually free on that first Friday of the month. Okay, well, I've enjoyed today's show. What uh, I've caught bits and pieces of it. And um, I know next month I'm looking forward to hearing the judges read poems. And I'll talk when you know when the August show will be? Um, I, I don't uh, have a date for the August show yet, um, but uh, <clears throat> I, I'll get back to you on that. Okay, I'm sure you're announcing it during the July show. Well, you have a good week. Thanks so much, Michael. You too. Thanks for calling in uh, and sharing your uh, your diptych with us. That was Michael calling from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I want to thank all our callers, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, uh, Randall from um, Irontown, Missouri, Hiram LaRue from Upper Mar- Marlboro, Maryland, um, E.R. Sanchez will go with uh, from here in Southern California, K. Voigt Abikhalid from Austin, Texas, and Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. I also would like to... Um, Thank Ferris Jones for sending us the spoken word track last night, which we played um, at the half-hour mark of the show. Our next show, as I mentioned, is going to be on uh, uh, July 28th. It's going to be our uh, uh, conversation with our 2019 Poetry Contest judges. The uh, Poetry Contest starts on uh, July 18th, um, and you'll get some info about that um, in your email and posted into the Facebook group. Um, So look for it then. Uh, Right now, we're actively looking for sponsors for our contest. Um, you can sponsor a contest just for one, just with one thing. I forgot to tell you what you get with that. You get a free classified ad um, in our weekly newsletter, which goes out to thousands of poets. You get listed as a sponsor on the contest page with with a link to you that goes um, that's up for a whole year. So it's a pretty good deal, even if you're donating just one thing, and it helps us um, make sure um, that we get to once again, as we've done every single year of the contest, that every single person who enters, whether they win or not, will get a prize just for entering. Um, if you're in Southern California, um, I, me, Rick Lupert, I'm going to be reading at Sideshow Books on La Cienega in about one hour. Starts at four o'clock here in Los Angeles with the poet Pavel Spera. Um, this is the BAM reading series, which uh, Marie Le Crevan, who runs the Poetic Diversity website, um, 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 organizes. I'm really excited there. It's the first time I'm reading locally from my new book, Hunka Hunka Howdy which is all poems I wrote uh, last summer in Memphis, Nashville, and Louisville. You can check it out on Amazon.com, or you can read some poems from it from my website, uh, PoetrySuperHighway.com. So, um, or come see me read today in an hour. Um, it's at 1639 South La Cienega at Sideshow Books. There's an open reading, too, so bring a poem. 
thanks so much for listening, everyone. Um, great show today. Have a great uh, have a great rest of June.